0: Hello, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Brett, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Woohoo! I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling good. Good. Um, I've had some rest, which is good, mm-hmm. and um, back into some normal working out.
1: It's been good. That's important.
0: Yes, uh, I'm sure the guys at the prison this morning appreciated me being in a better mood. So, because uh, I'm so hard on them, but I took the puppy. Mm-hmm. They are loving Myers because they're not used to seeing such a small dog. And I'm not tell- I'm telling you guys the look on these men's faces when you bring in a puppy that looks like Myers um and his little face and his little size it brings them so much joy that I- it makes me want to
1: go every week just to take him. Yeah, cuz they're not used to seeing little dogs. Cuz they usually get them at you know four months well he's four months he's four months but yeah they get him at
0: four months but they're typically what like 20 pounds at that point
1: because they're labs and yeah doodles and
0: yeah but to have his little squishy little face and you know it's they just love him and then I I basically say okay I hand him to somebody and they'll pass him around for the hours that I'm there so it's really (laughs) a lot of fun to uh to watch their faces you know these are some hardened guys but man a puppy Puppies will do that to a person. Puppies will do that. Um, So, yeah, um, we should be getting his DNA test back this week. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We will let you guys know um, whenever we get it back. We're not going to let you know what it is, uh, what it says, because we are going to do our contest. Uh, So we will let you know what day that's going to be on, and we'll put it as a dynamic content. So it's um, before every podcast episode that we have. But if you don't want to miss out, you can also be sure to follow us on Instagram so that you'll know because we'll post it on there as well mm-hmm. um, when that's going to take place. But it's only going to be like a four to five hour competition contest. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an all day thing. So uh, we want you guys to make sure that you're staying on top of it. And Britt's adding some really good things to Instagram some cute Myers stuff. Mostly Myers. Mostly Myers. But, and I'm also getting more sleep. That's also probably why i'm doing so much better
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he's starting to sleep a little bit more but that's one of the things we want to talk about today good rest (laughs) all right does your dog get enough rest all right people think that they need to be constantly going with their dog do you feel like uh, isabella gets enough rest
1: have have you seen her lately is she under the bed right now no she's laying right behind me she gets plenty of rest she is napping She gets plenty of it. You know, a lot of people do
0: believe that their dog gets plenty of rest. But it's not just simple rest, but quality of rest. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think that their dog just sleeps all day. Do they? Don't know. Unless you have a camera at home, you know, they might be sleeping for 15, 20 minutes, and then UPS drops off. And it may not even be dropping off at your house. Maybe it's next door, which causes your dog to get up and bark. Mm Mm-hmm. So is your dog getting restful sleep? I mean, Isabella puts herself to bed. Does that count? No, that's really good. So many dogs, especially young dogs, don't know how to put themselves to bed. You know, you'll see a lot of puppies that they just go and then they start getting into trouble because they're so tired
1: they don't know what to do with that. It's sort of like a toddler. Yeah, like a toddler. sleepy. Yeah. They start, you know, effing up shit.
0: They do because, <laughs> you know, they don't know what else to do with themselves. So I think it's important. And, and, you know, we ran into that a little bit, I think, with Myers is where because working from home, you're here. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a good schedule of putting him down. Right. For a
1: nap. Yeah. we. It's sort of like, oh, well, I guess he'll just go to sleep whenever he's tired. Right.
0: But by that time he actually lays down, he's already so tired um, that it's probably more of a frustration so we need to do a better job at making sure that we're kind of recognizing when our dogs are tired uh when they do need to get out and get extra you know exercise in those days that they don't um a lot of people feel like they need to walk their dog every day yeah and i get exercise is great but it's not just about the length of time of your exercise, but it's about the quality of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it a 45-minute walk twice a day is not really the right way to get the exercise for your dog, All right? So a lot of people are probably sitting there going, what do you mean? My dog has to have it. If they don't get it, they're insane. Well, one thing you're doing is you're creating an athlete that you may or may not be able to keep up with. Second thing is, you're giving exercise every day and you're not allowing the body to rest. You know, they don't recommend humans to work out seven days a week with zero rest. You have to give your body rest. And dogs need rest as well. Uh, So it's, but it's not just the day of maybe not walking, it's making sure that we're giving them the quality rest that they need. Cause I really truly believe that most dogs that are at home all day are not getting quality sleep. They're not getting quality rest because of all the activities that are happening outside our door. The, the number of deliveries that people get.
1: Well, that's definitely gone up.
0: Yeah. And, and just in the neighborhood in general, right? And dogs hear that truck. They hear those trucks. So they're kind of staying on edge uh, with, um, stay it one eye open. Yeah. Right? They're laying there, but they got one eye open. That's That seems legit. Um, and, I, of course, I do think that some dogs are um, fear of missing out,
1: right? Isabella has FOMO. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure she lays on the back of the couch while we're gone just so she can watch everything.
0: Yeah, and definitely.
1: Probably maybe naps occasionally there
0: little short little
1: spurts. Yeah. (laughs) Now. I don't know, though. I came home today. um, I ran some errands. I was only gone for about an hour and a half, but she had had a bully stick before I left. And I came back. uh, Actually, it was when I came back with when I picked Myers up from you, when I met you to get him. I came back in and she was under the bed. uh, Sleeping under the bed is one of her favorite places, by the way. She was under the bed. I came in. I let him outside. She uh, He got water, went outside to play, and she still she didn't get up. She, that was a good sleep. She didn't come greet me. And then it's like she heard the bell on the door jingle. And she's like, oh, I guess maybe, maybe there's someone here. And that was more, <laughs> more like she was scum. in a deep sleep. Yeah, she had no idea.
0: Yeah, she was out. You see, that's the kind of sleep that we need to make sure dogs are getting. So several things I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the quality of sleep, um, amount of sleep, uh, a dog's sleeping area, as well as when we're talking about what type of exercise. I'm not going to go like too deep into the exercise part of things, but it is important that we talk about. And then also I want to talk about a little bit of human rest. Oh, yeah. And I want to get into that because I do think that Uh, it's gonna play um, it's gonna play a part of it Uh, so it it really is important that um, we take care of ourselves as much as we are taking care of our dogs Uh, but let's start out let's just start out with some exercise okay a little walk is fine um, but it's really more important that we give some give dogs that mental aspect of exercise uh, giving them the enrichment, the mental exercise during feeding time, um, problem-solving games, or doing a short walk, uh, but make it more of an enrichment walk, not just a physical exercise walk, right? You don't need to go walk in your dog 45 minutes as fast as you can if you're not going to put that dog in in a marathon, and most dogs are not going to do marathons. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to look at the time of exercise, but more about the quality, but also How hard are they exercising? It's not good to throw the ball and have the dog fetching for 30 minutes hard straight for 30 minutes. That's not healthy on the bones, not healthy on the joints, um, not healthy for the dog's uh, system. So we want to make sure that we're doing short spurts of hard exercise. You know five or ten minutes of fetch. Then you know maybe a, a nice little sniffy walk. Something of that. But It's not even an everyday thing. Dogs need to have rest so their bodies can rest.
1: Oh, I mean, it's like any other thing too much, your body starts breaking down if it doesn't have time to recover. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, we
0: get a lot of dogs that have joint issues, hip issues, knee issues, and you don't recognize it until the dog starts limping. And by the time the dog starts limping, they're in some serious pain and serious discomfort. So you really need to be very careful. And if you do have a dog that's got knee issues, hip issues, then taking them out on pavement to walk them is not going to be appropriate. Maybe find softer areas, uh, limit any type of running and jumping. Maybe find a place where the dog can swim. Those yeah. are really good exercises. Uh, so just keep in mind that with your exercise, it's not about the, the length of time, but kind of the intensity and impact of the activity. Um, don't think that you have to come home and walk your dog for 45 minutes every day. Do not do that. Let the dog rest. And also don't come home and thinking that, oh, I have to go walk the dog. If not, he's going to drive me crazy. Right. Yeah. I can promise you if you've been kind of making his body used to walking 45 minutes a day and you don't give it to him. Yeah. He's going to be a little crazy, which is why you've got to have a good balance. Enrichment, exercise. All right, so Myers gets enrichment several times a day. Every day. Every yeah. day. He eats. The way he eats, it's enrichment. We don't do tons of physical exercise because he's so young, but when we do take him, uh, we kind of, you know, we walk, we hike. I've had to carry him. <laughs> I got a new backpack. There's a backpack involved. It's a cargo backpack. Um And I put him in it because I know his little body can't handle that amount of walking. And he had a really busy day yesterday. Yeah, he did. And I really debated on taking him this morning, but he seemed awake and ready to go. And then he had a big morning. So he will have really nothing else except going out to potty tonight, may a little wrestle with Isabella, and then tomorrow he's having an off day. (laughs) means that he is... Not, we're not going walking, we're not going hiking, we're not going, um, adventures, we're not going to go train anywhere, we're not doing anything. He's having a complete day off. Yeah. His body and his brain needs to, um, kind of recharge, right? And, you know, another thing is, is if you do miss a day, say you have a couple of days, In Tennessee weather, we're kind of like this, where there are days that we have beautiful days, and then like four days, it's winter slash, (laughs) I mean, fall slash spring, right, where we can't get the dog out for a couple of days. Don't try to make up for missing those days. Probably, I think what people do most is during the week, they don't exercise the dog much because they get home, it's dark. They try to, to wear the dog out on the weekends.
1: Mm. And that, overdo overdo it on yeah, the
0: overdo it. Then the dog's like hurting so bad because they weren't prepared for that. Yeah. All right. So conditioning is important. Um, and you know, don't don't try to overdo it another day just to make up for it. That's not appropriate. So when you're talking rest, all right, so that's kind of all I really want to put out there in exercise.
1: Yeah.
0: When we're talking rest is quality. But it's not just quality or the amount of time, but where's your dog resting? If you have a house full of kids, (laughs) that dog's not resting much. Yeah. I mean, when you have workers in your home, dog's not resting much. If you have people working in your yard, dog's not resting much. So... You want to make sure that you're giving your dog good quality of rest. Dogs actually, and I'm going to talk kind of adult dogs, not puppies. Dogs should sleep on average eleven to fourteen hours a day.
1: I'm sort of jealous.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if you, want. I also,
1: I also should sleep eleven, <laughs> 11 to 14, fourteen hours a day.
0: Yeah, it, it's you would not be able to function if you had to if you slept that much.
1: I think I'd function just fine <laughs> for the other 10 hours of the day that I had to do things. I think I'd be
0: okay. I don't know. I think you'd get bored. You'd have a couple of days of that, and you'd be like, okay, I'm bored. I got to do things. I don't know. Right. So, I, you know. I can dream. You can. Now, pups actually sleep 18 to 19 hours a day. And that includes overnight, which is, so does the adult one include overnight. So... You know, we have to ask, do we think our dogs are getting that? Do you think your dog's getting 11 to 14 hours of, of good, solid rest
1: throughout a 24-hour period? I I think Isabella does, actually. Because um, she's not left home alone a lot. This is... No, she's not. Um, and she does fine when she's alone. Yeah, I think it's sort of a newer, newer development. The older she gets, the more... Comfortable she is, the more used to sounds and the ongoings of the house. Not needing to follow you around? Not needing to go. She still follows me everywhere. It doesn't matter.
0: And see, so that's not... She's not <laughs> getting a lot of really good quality But rest. she...
1: But she... But I'll sit... For instance, if I'm sitting at the computer for three hours straight, she will sleep under the desk the whole time. But if you get up and for move... No. Oh, no. she'll. She's at a point now where okay. she's she started to... Sort of just stay there. Just like, okay, she'll come back. And if she doesn't, oh, well. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's becoming more comfortable.
0: And I think that the dogs that. that are not comfortable with that, we need to, if especially if you work from home, you probably need to have a, a time where you put the dog away into a quiet place so it doesn't feel the need mm-hmm. to follow you around. Down. Yeah. because I mean, they're not going to get these, you know, 11 to 14 hours. They're not going to get this all in one stretch overnight. They're going to get there seven, eight hours, and then they're going to have it sporadic mm-hmm. throughout the day. Now, a lot of that will be more light dozing um, than that kind of REM sleep. But you'll want to make sure that we are getting some good REM sleep with these dogs and not just light dozing, which a lot of puppies will do. Which is why they end up being hellions. <laughs> because they don't they don't allow themselves to get into REM. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to do a better job. said, okay, you need to go get in your, you need to be in your crate. All right, so when you brought Myers home, you put him in his crate. Give him some time to get some good REM sleep. Oh, yeah, he was out. Now he's on the bed. Um, I don't, I bet he's getting close to REM sleep. Uh, but if I was in there moving around, he would probably just get light dosing. But because we're in the office he's in there he doesn't feel the need to follow me right now and see what's going on because he's so tired <laughs> but his tiredness now I think I overdid it for mm-hmm. him yeah the last two days so um I got to be very careful with that uh, because I don't want to overwhelm him um so that's that's the thing is if you've got a dog at home who's just not settling down when you're there because a lot of people are still working from home then maybe find a time where it's a good time for the dog to go somewhere for quiet time. Yeah. You know, and that's, that place should be human free. It should be quiet. Um, you'll want to take in consideration, is it too hot? Is it too cold? Um, what does your dog prefer? Right. Is that, do they have a soft place to, to lay on? Maybe they choose to not lay on the bed and they lay on the cold floor, but when they get maybe, you know, a little cool, they get up in the bed to warm up a little bit. So, you really want to make sure that you're giving your dogs opportunities to have some really quiet time alone. It needs to be a good clean place. Make sure it's not um, real stinky. Uh, so a lot of people, and I say stinky in a, in a dog sense, a lot of people will use laundry rooms
1: mm, as yeah. a place.
0: That is too much for, for a dog's olfactory system.
1: I never thought about that.
0: Right? So you get this sniffing. It's going to stimulate the brain. Are they actually going to get a good night of sleep or a good REM sleep? Right. Because that nose is going to be constantly working.
1: That makes sense.
0: Right? So it's just these little things that we need to look at. Um, and every dog is going to be a little different. And obviously your setup is going to be a little different. But get to know your dog and and make sure that your dog is getting... Restful sleep somewhere that is human free, not stinky, not too much odor. <laughs> not Don't stinky. put them in with a candle or a, you know, yeah, to um, us that's not stinky. That's <laughs> right. I mean, it smells good to us, right? Don't put them in where you got a you know, um, scent being spewed out over the room. Just somewhere quiet where they can rest, and always make sure if you have kids. That when the dogs are in a certain area, it is absolutely human-free, kid-free. Dogs have got to be able to get away from the kids, just like you.
1: Scott <laughs> was going to say it, but <laughs> you beat me there. <laughs> just like you sometimes need to get away from sometimes your kids. Sometimes you
0: need a break from them, too. Yeah, and you could get in the car and go. Your dog is just there, right? Mm-hmm. So make sure that you um, are giving your dog a chance to... um. Really get some good sleep. Very, very important. Um, and I can't even express enough about not having the strong odors there, because not only will it really kind of keep them, kind of stimulate it, but it can create um, issues with the mucous membranes, and you can get some allergies out of it, and, and some issues there. So uh, be very aware of that. That is important. Um, and another thing is, if you do catch your dog, you know how many times have we? watched our dog sleep, nice rim sleep, and they start dreaming. It's so cute. It is cute. And then some people think, oh, it's cute, but oh, is he having a bad dream? Then they wake him up. Unless you know for a fact that your dog is having a bad dream, do not wake your dog up out of a dream, even if they're moving. How would you know? Well, some people will go with, he's whining, he's growling,
1: he's, you know, he's, He's doing some of these things in his sleep. Man, some of the noises Isabella makes in her sleep. She sounds sort of demonic, sort of possessed. Well,
0: sometimes <laughs> when she was a puppy, I thought she was. Try,
1: could try to imitate it, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that. No, you'd want to
0: get away from the mic on that one. <laughs>
1: it's pretty. It's pretty interesting.
0: But you do don't don't wake your dogs up because if if they are in that. Um, they're getting a really good deep sleep. Now, if you do think they're being a little agitated, you can soothe them. Maybe just kind of love and pet on them for just a minute, but don't wake them up. Let them, because that is a time that they're having their moment. Gotcha. Right. That's their REM sleep. I
1: never thought about waking a dog up.
0: I did. I used to. I was like, oh, you're having a bad dream. Wake up, baby. It's okay. Mama's got you.
1: What if it was a really good dream and you ruined it? Yeah,
0: well, I'm, I screw up then. I screwed up. Good grief. That's what happens when the human brain gets involved in something <laughs> it should not get involved in. What if in. they
1: were dreaming about a giant treat dispenser and they're running around it and they're getting all these treats and it's the best dream ever and then you woke them up? You know, there's a
0: name, of that, name for that that I'm not going to put on this one so that we don't have to put the E on. <laughs> so I'm just going to let that one go. So, yeah, don't don't be that for your dog. Um, just kind of keep an eye on them and just go from there. Now, some people are going to say, well, my dog just won't rest. They're restless. All right, so restlessness is an actual issue. And I do see dogs that are restless because either, um, and this is kind of not as common, either somebody has exercised them so much, then all of a sudden stopped exercising so much. So then all this... Um this energy that they have and all of the stamina that they have is not being used, that can cause some frustration, right? So imagine um you used to run, which again is just dumb,
1: unfortunately. yeah,
0: running, if you run, you know, say you're you run five miles six days a week and you do one day of rest and all of a sudden you break your foot, What kind of frustration are you going to feel?
1: Yeah, it is definitely frustrating.
0: Where's your temper going to go? Yeah. Um, So, you know, that was the thing is when I started exercising again, I was riding my bike. And I was riding consistently. And then I broke my foot. Mm, Yeah, you were riding constantly. And I was very frustrated because I couldn't be on the bike. And that's how I got started at the gym. Back at the gym. Yeah. So just keep in mind if you, if one thing, if your dog, if you, if you've been working your dog all this exercise and then all of a sudden you just kind of stop or decrease dramatically. Now, restlessness, if you have not exercised your dog that way, restlessness can actually be because your dog is in pain and they're not being, uh, they're not able to get comfortable. Maybe it hurts to lay down and lay in a certain spot. Um, they could uh, be bored. They're not getting that enrichment. All right. Notice I didn't say they're not getting the exercise. They're not getting the enrichment because uh, that's the big thing. Um, it's uh, maybe poor diet and nutrition, right? You have a dog who's eating sugar and all that built up in the system. That'll cause some restlessness. That will absolutely cause some, some rest. Rec-
1: I almost rec- said recklessness. Rec- rec- that too. It rec- could yeah, calls- right?
0: <laughs> restlessness equals recklessness. Yeah. So you want to look at all of these things. Don't automatically assume that, you know, your dog is needs to go out for a 45-minute walk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Period. That That's just, every dog is going to be a little different on how much exercise they need. You know, Isabella can go for a three-mile hike. Well, Myers cannot do that. He can't do it right now. He's only four months. But I'm not sure when he's older if a three-mile hike is going to be appropriate for him because he's short that's why he has a backpack. He's little. That's why I have a backpack. So, if, well, who am I kidding? I'm
1: not going to do a three mile hike. <laughs> I was going to say, are you actually going to? Would you actually take him for one? Uh, I don't think so.
0: I don't know. It depends. Nikki is
1: not a hiker, folks. It's not her thing. I like to walk in the woods. Mm, yeah,
0: hiking is. Oh my god, we have to get to point A or point B, or we have to make this big circle, and we're going to be here for four hours. Oh my god, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm a, Isabella I'm gonna, loves it. I'm going to walk in the woods, and I will end up wherever I end up. I don't know how I've never gotten lost and I had to search for myself.
1: You have, <laughs> you have a pretty good sense of direction, I think.
0: I don't know. I, I think I could probably get lost in a paper sack. Um. You know, another thing happens during rest, which is another reason why we need to make sure that our dogs, if they are restless, one, find out why, because – A lot of things happen during rest. One, our body, yes, needs to rest and heal itself. So if a dog has physical ailments, obviously rest is good for them to let the body kind of rejuvenate. Um, So rest days are very important where I wouldn't do any interaction outside the home. I'm not taking the dog anywhere. So Wednesday, tomorrow, Myers is not going anywhere outside this home other than the backyard, Mm -hmm. right? The other is that when... When the dog is resting, that's where they're really processing kind of life and life skills. That's where the learning takes place. Okay, not in that kind of moment, um, but it's in a moment of rest, being able to process everything. All right. So, if you did a seminar, you're getting things at that seminar, but it's not until you get home before you start kind of processing it. Sort of sinks in, yeah.
1: Solidifies in there,
0: yeah. So having that rest is important. And, you know, some dogs, when they get too much information thrown at them on a regular basis, um, the cortisol levels can stay high for too long. Um, and those cortisol levels, as cortisol being the stress hormone, I mean, there's good stress, bad stress. But when it stays for too long, um, then you're going to have problems such as um, digestion issues, um, uh, obviously uh, immune system issues, weight gain, weight gain, um, skin issues, pancreatitis is a common one that happens when a dog is in a state of stress too much where their body is not able to just de-stress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're doing a few things with some of our clients to where we're kind of doing a little de-stress uh, to where we're just kind of keeping things very simple uh, and allowing the body to just decompress yeah I just sort of don't I don't reset. think to think about it yeah or in a reset so you again there's an I can't tell you guys that do this amount of time of exercise this amount of time of rest do this this is how many hours a day you need to make sure the dog's down you need to figure that out for your dog and what that history looks like right and what that history of what when you've had the dog and if you have a a, a rescue dog and you don't know the history well, just kind of start watching and maybe writing it down in a journal. My dog slept here, you know, at this time. Um, he was active at this time. He got enrichment here. And then kind of start putting the puzzle together of going, you know, when he has enrichment for
1: dinner, he has a better night's sleep. Mm. I think journaling with the puppy was very helpful. Just we wrote sort everything of, down. Sort of writing the schedule down and how he did. And, the, you know, it's a good way to see patterns.
0: And to kind of get to know him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, when he came to me, he was peeing some outside, but um, they had him on puppy pads. Right. So it was kind of hard to know what that looked like. Where was he as far as holding it? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think the journal, and and that's a newer thing that I'm trying to push my clients to do. But I do think that I I typically do it with my behavior clients so that we
1: can try to find a pattern. But I think it's really good. Well, when they're when there's more than one person in the home, especially just for consistency sake, you know, you can go back and look, oh, okay, well, he d- did this at this time. All right. Here's the next st- You know, it's just so everybody's on the same page. Well, yeah, because
0: I've also seen where uh, people have a busy schedule because kids are in sports and mm-hmm. then they don't know if the dog's been fed. So they might feed him twice or they think somebody <laughs> yeah. else fed the dog and the dog doesn't get fed. Yeah, it happens. Right. So it's, it's okay just to, you know, put a little dry erase board on your fridge, a small magnetic dry erase board, and just write it on there. And if you want to keep it where you have a little bit of a longer, then we just used a notepad and we kept it by the back door. We wrote down everything.
1: And he rang the bell today. He rang, yay, <laughs> Wee! and he peed, and he pooped.
0: <laughs> Um, You know, he took a nap at this time. He had enrichment at this time. So you do get a really good idea. Um, and, you know, don't, again, don't automatically assume your dog's just being an asshole when you think that they're, you know, doing things because
1: you didn't take them for a walk. Let's, can we just stop? I feel like we say this in every podcast. I think we don't do not assume, too. maybe we should change the name of the podcast to don't assume your dog's being an asshole. Uh, that would be good.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't know how many times people think a dog, Listen. There's a reason why people, a lot of people will tell you they like dogs more than people. Because dogs don't do things just to piss you off. If a dog is pissing on your clothes or pissing in your bed, it has nothing to do with the way that they feel about you.
1: Now cats, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, they're assholes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just just kidding.
0: But there's always a reason, right? Don't just think the dog's just trying to see how much they can piss you off. They're not a, a psychopathic teenager who's going through these new hormonal changes and, you know, hates the world. Yes, adolescence is tough, but dogs don't have that mentality. So look at everything as from the inside out with your dog. Is my dog getting his needs met emotionally, physically, mentally? Um, is he getting the right amount of enrichment? Am I giving him too much exercise? I've actually had one client that the dog was so worked up and could not settle. They were actually doing too much exercise with this dog. So I've had them cut back on the exercise. And the dog's able to calm more, right? So if they can learn to self-soothe, self-regulate, we got to help them out though. And sometimes say, no, you're going to stay in your crate right now because you need to learn how to relax. Here's your stuff topple. After you get done cleaning that, then you can
1: have a nice little nap. Sort of like whenever you overdo it yourself and then you're exhausted and you try to sleep and you can't sleep, then you get frustrated because you can't sleep, and then you cry because you can't sleep because you're so damn tired. But why won't my body just let me go to sleep?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... I feel like that's the story of my life <laughs> for the past like,
1: just, <laughs> couple of months. I did that last night. And so, or the night before last. So I'm still sleep. trying to, I feel like I'm still lagging. Yeah. I just, I was exhausted, but could not fall asleep. You know, it's just like, you're, oh, you get so restless after a while. And then you start feeling sick. Oh yeah. You, you know, get, you I get just, so tired
0: where I'm like, my stomach hurts. I'm yeah. nauseous.
1: Oh, I I'm hate so that. I'm so
0: tired. Yeah. And our dogs can't. Our dogs can't tell us that.
1: Yeah. Well, we saw it with uh, Myers, and I know know you touched on this in the last podcast. Um, Always worth repeating. After his after his vet appointment, where he just did not feel well, and you know, I remember after my uh, sec- second COVID vaccine, how horrible I felt. I mean, just like fatigue and. But restless, yeah, so very restless and just tired, could not sleep, and yeah. so it's just I'm like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, he was totally poor I mean, little
0: buddy. He, I know how he feels. He was, he was having it rough. Yeah, it was a rough. And I, because because we'd kept the journal and understood kind of what his patterns were, I knew something was off. Yeah, I knew that he was not feeling right. And that he wasn't just being an asshole, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? Because that's what you initially want to think. Oh, you're just being an asshole. You're a toddler. (laughs) No, he did not feel good. He was sore. He hurt. Um, He didn't want to be held. Then he did want to be, you know, he wanted me to hold him. And then he wanted to be put on the ground. No, he wanted to be put on the couch. No, he wanted to do this. No, he wanted to do that. And he was bitey and he was grabbing the pillows. And it was like, he was trying to tell me, Mm -hmm. you know, imagine trying to tell somebody you don't feel good or something's hurting you. And your mouth is taped shut. Yeah. And you can't, your hands are, are taped together, whatever. You can't write. How would you communicate to somebody that something's wrong?
1: I was, I was very appreciative of the vet for being proactive and giving us an anti-inflammatory. That was yes. Uh She said, you know, he may not, he may not act like it or you may not see it, but he's, you know, this, this particular vaccine is notoriously, you know, it. It, makes it, them it bruises. Yeah. It, it hurts. Yeah. Um, and they're, he's going to be sore. So go ahead and give him this. Um, yeah. So I was appreciative of that. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that, and the thing is, is you have to, you know, your dog better than anyone or you should. So, you know, talk to the vet, right? If you're thinking that, okay, they might have a problem. What can we do? Go ahead and be proactive. Um, if you're getting vaccines, for, you know, even if your dog's had them for a couple of years, go ahead and talk mm-hmm. with your vet about it. Ask, are there any side effects to this? Will my dog hurt? Do I need to give aspirin? Do I need to give, you know, is there anything I can do? Is there anything I might, you know, mm-hmm. see with, with this? So get to know your dog and, and just know that uh, they have their ways of, of showing you they don't feel good. Maybe it's uh, you ask the dog to go <laughs> lay down and uh, the dog is really good at laying down, and all of a sudden the dog is not wanting to lay down, and you think, why are you being so disobedient? Are you you trying to dominate me? Oh, God. We've had good fun with that one. No, maybe the dog's hips hurt. Maybe the knees hurt. Maybe there's something along the spine that's not feeling good. Mm -hmm. Don't immediately assume that your dog's being a jerk, and you start... Yanking on the leash or pulling the dog into a down or pushing their butt on the floor and being physically manipulative. Don't do that. Get to know your dog and understand kind of what that schedule looks like for them uh, and what normal looks like for them. Yeah, so we've been joking a lot about the um, dogs trying to dominate you. If I, I just never get tired of hearing people say that. Your dog's walking in front of you. He's trying to dominate you. Your yeah. dog's sitting in your lap. He's trying to dominate you. So yeah, so we got tickled this week when Isabella was not walking so great on the on the hike yesterday because she's not used to walking with somebody else. So she was really interested in what Myers was doing, and so I was like, "Oh, your dog's pulling and yanking on you. Mm, he's trying to dominate you. Mm-hmm. You better get in charge of that
1: alpha." Oh my gosh! Not a thing, y'all. Come on, just just stop. You can see my last post on Instagram about why that's not a thing. That's right. Good. All right. So, last thing is, I want to talk about the human rest. This is my favorite part.
0: Humans have to rest. <laughs> I know you're like, I'm going to go nap right now. <laughs> I, um,
1: mean, I have al- I have allergies, you guys. So I'm I, I'm probably mumbly today. You're you're mumbly every time. No, but and I'm, uh, you've you coughed and sneezed a
0: little bit, but that's okay. Y'all can deal with that. Yeah, it's, um, it's Tennessee. We all have allergies. allergies. <laughs> I've already taken an allergy pill. I started the headache started coming on. I was like, okay, taking my pill. Um, one thing I would say is that before you start interacting with your dog, um, especially if you're getting home from work, please try to decompress before you go in the house to interact with your dog, because the last thing you want to do is come home with a dog who's excited to see you and you're in a bad mood and you're short tempered and you punish them for jumping when every other day you've acknowledged them and loved on them for jumping,
1: but they're so excited to see you.
0: Yes, I don't care if your dog jumps on you. I don't care. It's not my dog. What I'm saying is don't – do not you all hear that in the background? I bet you don't, but that's – Isabella is in REM sleep right now. And Myers just woke up. That's his little uh, – yeah, that's – the. I just heard something. I'm going to wake up and do this. But it's like, you know, if if you come home – if I came home for a week straight and I was – I came in laughing and, and you know – Hugging on an onion and then I came in and you came up to hug me because that's what we've done every night and I like push you away and be like, no, that's going to really mess up a relationship. Now, of course, humans can start to, we can talk that out, right? I've had a bad day. This is what I need from you today. It's nothing personal, right? Dogs don't get that. So I really wish people would spend, even if it's just two minutes in the car when you get in the driveway or your garage or whatever and just take
1: Two minutes to breathe and decompress. I keep seeing these commercials where people are literally just going out into their cars to hang out in them. Like the decompression zone.
0: Yeah, that's those fancy cars.
1: I mean, I, I think, like my car. I'll I think go you could decompress. I think you could make that happen in any car. Absolutely. Just sit there and breathe. Just breathe for a minute. Walk around your yard for a minute.
0: Yes. Just take the moment... To just get your mind right before interaction, especially if you're planning on taking your dog for a walk. Let's say you come home and you have to walk your dog to go to potty. You need to breathe a little bit before you take your dog for that walk to go potty. Yeah. Um, I do recommend that we don't get into the habit of having to walk your dog to get a potty. Um, because that's going to come back to bite you in the butt <laughs> at some point, usually at least once a week. Well, you don't feel like walking to get the dog to potty, and then you're mad at the dog for walking half a mile before doing their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really should do potty before going for our walks. But that's another podcast. That's another. Okay. That's a full it's another, podcast. Episode. It's another episode. Another <laughs> episode. Um, another thing is if you are going to, um, if you're if you exercise for yourself, exercise separately from your dog. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Period. Period. You do your exercise. Do not walk your dog for your exercise because you are going to get frustrated at your dog. You are going to um, push the dog to do maybe a distance that they should not be doing. Okay, so this whole tired dog is a good dog. I saw it on Facebook today. Tired dog is a good dog. No bullshit. It's not. A tired dog can be a frustrated dog based on why is the dog tired? What's the motivation?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Is he tired because of good enrichment? Tired because of a good quality of play? Right? Or is the dog just tired because they've got too much cortisol in their system because they're overwhelmed? Yeah. And the dog is going to crash. It's not healthy. That's not a that's not healthy and it's hard for the dog over time. Just like when people force their dogs to walk in a neighborhood that is scary to their dog. You do that day in and day out, you're going to be spending a lot of time at the vet because your dog's going to have some serious health issues and behavior issues. So you need to do your own exercise. I don't, when I took him and we go hiking, I'm not doing that for my exercise. The walking is a bonus. I walked almost six miles yesterday. That's a bonus. Yeah. But I was going for my mental health and to just get out with my buddy. So, you know, I really recommend you exercise separately so that you can focus on you. And then when you're working with the, you know, you're spending time with the dog, you can focus on the dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take you out on a date and spend the whole time worrying about me or doing my thing. All right. If I read for mental health. And I take you out on a date and I spend the whole time reading. Is that really a date?
1: Well, I don't think so.
0: I didn't put any, any effort into. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Right? But, but I, I took you out. Aren't could, you satisfied? I took you out. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's I how it works. I took you out. You should be happy with that.
1: hmm
0: Right. So just be a little bit more thoughtful, guys. Just be more, a little more thoughtful. We're trying to change this thought process of people and their dogs. I'm big on the words. I'm, I'm big on just making you think outside the box. Get rid of these. That maybe is another myth that we need to talk about next time. Is a tired dog is a good dog?
1: Mm, yeah. No, not necessarily. I think, you, I think you just dispelled it. Did I? Yeah. So we don't need to do another no, episode. I think you're
0: good. Yeah. So that's what I got on that. I mean, it was kind of a felt like that was all over the place a little bit, but um, you know,
1: we're
0: good. I just want people to be more aware of what their dog needs. And, and realize that him being restless or um, doing something that they've not done before or not done in a long time, that could be a clue to something deeper and more serious. Yeah. And don't just automatically assume. So, uh, again, in the same Facebook post, I saw that uh, I needed a, a dog behaviorist because my dog is eating the house and driving me crazy. Well, Here's the thing. Is your dog eating the house driving you crazy because you're not meeting the dog's needs? Uh, There's no enrichment? Or is the dog really all of a sudden out of the blue doing this? All right. Do you need to do some training and enrichment? Or do you really need to deal with behavior? Is there some anxiety? And- right. And so people are like giving out names, but they're giving out dog trainers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, it's going to, it depends. A dog trainer who just trains dogs, doesn't necessarily understand behavior and go beyond the behavior they're seeing. So if the dog's eating the house because it's four months old and they don't use a crate, okay, you just, a dog trainer can help you figure that out. If your dog is four years old and is all of a sudden starting to eat the house, then you need something that goes deeper. It's like having your kindergarten teacher for your uh, kindergartner. Versus a child, therapist, psychologist, whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. So please recognize, guys, depending on what your dog's problem is, not all dog trainers are equal. Not all canine behavior specialists are equal. So please be careful and not let trainers, and I'm a trainer as well, but don't let a trainer come in and go, well, if your dog's doing this, then you need to use a prong collar and you need to correct them when they're doing this. And that'll fix it. And without getting to the underlying motivator. Look at everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, don't use a prong collar anyway.
0: Never use but. no, <laughs> don't. We ran into somebody on the trail with a four month old doodle. Five month old doodle. Had a prong collar on. Not even fitted right. Just I I just I kept my mouth shut. But we've we've got to do a better job. At understanding our dogs. Period.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and to that, my dog is in here making noises because I'm not sure if he's frustrated, wants off. Um, so I'm going to go check on him, and then we're going to come back for a <laughs> listener's question. He sounds like a he sounds pig,
1: like, like a little piglet.
0: Well, he he does love the snuffle mat. So I'm going to check on that, and then we're going to come back for our listeners. Uh, this is where, if we had Kergo as our sponsor, this is where we'd go into oh, an geez. ad. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to keep working just keep it. Working. I just know somebody that works You're gonna for Cargo work. is going to
1: You going to work that in. We're going to just
0: keep going. Um so yeah, so uh we'll be back for that listener question. So um he was making those noises because I don't let him jump off the bed because his bones are still growing. So he knows that to be picked up and put down and he was sitting there making noises to let me know that he was ready to <laughs> to be put in the floor. Sometimes um, he and sounds go out like and a
1: baby. Like he does. he does, like cooing noises, like, mm, like an infant. Mm. It's so cute. It's cute. So, Isabella, anyway, Isabella, you didn't make those noises. Isabella. No, Isabella, you just, you're weird. No, she's not. No, I know. I love her. All oh. right. So, listener question. Yeah. So, this one is from Kaylin. Hi, Kaylin. Hey, Kaylin. She, she said we could use her name. So, um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Just hey, Kaylin. Throwing that out there. Use your name. Um. She just, if you could just run down real quick, um, sort of what to do. Like a step-by-step guide for counter-surfing. Funny, this is the second second time time today you've been asked, yeah.
0: Okay, so the thing with counter-surfing is this.
1: Counter-surfing
0: can be self-rewarding if there's anything on the counter that the dog wants and has access to. Like a loaf of bread. If there's nothing on the counters, then it's not a self-rewarding behavior, which means that... Um, Unless a human got involved, or unless a cat was up there knocking things off, um, the dog's not getting a reward for it. So just like any self-rewarding or non-self-rewarding behavior, we're either ignoring it or interrupting it. So if you have nothing on the counters, and and really, it's a really good idea to start with not having anything up there that is enticing to your dog, If you do, make sure it's far enough back or it's inside of something so that even if they did pull it off, they can't actually get to it. Um, If there's nothing that they can get as a reward, you need to simply ignore it. That means don't talk to your dog. Don't push them off. Don't tell them off. Do nothing. You want to have the attitude of, how's that working for you? Okay? So completely... Ignore that. Eventually, the dog's going to go, wow, I have tried this counter thing 40 times and I've not gotten one single reward. I'm no longer wasting my resources or of of my energy on that because there are no resources. If a dog is not getting a reward for something, it'll eventually stop. The reason people have problems with counter surfing over time is because they always interrupt the dog. So the dog actually never learns if it works or not. So going back to like doing my puzzle analogy, if I stop you from attempting a puzzle piece into a puzzle and I stop you 30 times, I've never allowed you to see if that puzzle piece fit, Mm -hmm. which means as soon as I walk out of the room, you're going to try it. And when things get stolen, it's typically because no one's there to stop the dog. Right now,
1: I don't have a story about that or anything.
0: No, <laughs> Isabella has um, started some bad habits with counter surfing. Um, unfortunately, she has gotten some rewards for it. So now we're would, having to I
1: would say four Italian sausages she at one totally time did. would be rewarding.
0: Totally did. Um, and that was a huge reward, right? So, what happens if we have a behavior that's self rewarding? So, if you have anything on the counters, That could be self-rewarding. So, like (laughs) Italian sausage.
1: (laughs) Hamburger. um,
0: If you're in the kitchen and you see your dog do this, you're simply going to interrupt the dog by either moving the item back or just gently removing the dog from the counters without saying anything. This means you have to be in the kitchen with them. Now, we were under false pretenses that our dog was good (laughs) at the counter. But her little nose got to working. So it just goes to show you that it can come up at any time. Yeah, She's only recently gotten rewarded for it, um, what, then the past few months. Yeah. But for her tenacity as a Border Collie, she's going to try things a lot. And we just had a little bit of a false sense of security security on that um (laughs) well she's not very tall either she's not very tall but somehow man she makes it happen they were a little close to the edge of the counter yes the other thing you want to do though is when you are in the kitchen with your dog acknowledge them for keeping four on the floor reward them for being around your counters and not jumping up that's huge Mm -hmm. right if they learn that keeping their feet on the floor around an area that smells good is the key to getting those rewards then they're not going to be um, as into getting on the counters. And we've not done that. We've not rewarded her a lot for being in the kitchen mm-hmm. without being on the counters. No. Uh, so our kitchen's kind of small. We're, we're trying to keep them out from underneath the feet uh, when we're in there cooking and stuff. And now, because we know she's gotten rewarded for it, now we are, when we have food, we push it as far back as we can. But also when she starts to head in the kitchen, we're calling her back out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm doing that because we already know that she sees it as a reward. So I know given the opportunity, she's going to repeat it. So in order for me to work on it, I would have to be in the kitchen with her. And in that moment, if I don't want to be in the kitchen with her because I'm watching a game, we just we call her out. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's one of those that if you can really set it up to work on it, that's my recommendation. So take something that smells really good and set it up on the counter um, and just be around with your dog and acknowledge them for sniffing along the counters, but not jumping up. And then if they do jump up, you can interrupt, but make it a training session. Because if you're trying to teach it when it just happens, um, you're going to, you're going to struggle a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what we did. We never really set it up.
1: Oh yeah, we never really worked on it just because of her height and yeah. I mean, just it wasn't a it wasn't a thing.
0: When I got comfortable, because my Rotties did not counter surf.
1: Yeah, and period I think too. I mean, they did, they tried, but if you have a permission word for food in general, that you don't take things unless yeah, given to you. Unless, yes.
0: Yeah. So again, I mean, I had a Rottie that I left a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the table and went and took a shower. And when I came out, the sandwich was still there.
1: Maybe she didn't like peanut butter and jelly. She
0: loved peanut butter and jelly because I gave it to her afterwards. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I did not teach that using aversive techniques. I did not make her scared to do it. I taught her to make choices. and um, But I made a point to work on it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got there. I've, I've gotten lazy over the years um, with it. Um, I'm not worrying about that with Myers because he's not going to be able to reach the counters. But... With Isabella, we have to kind of go back and say, okay, you've gotten a huge reward for it. Now we have to be more aware of that and set her up for success as well. But you definitely want to work on it. And don't just interrupt the dog without ever letting the dog figure it out. Because when things get stolen, it will typically be when you're not there. All right. And of course, to keep the dog safe, if you can't put things away, then don't allow your dog in the kitchen. Use a gate uh you know whatever just don't let the dog in the kitchen with that but but I would take a you know 3 minutes a day and work on it put something yummy up there and work on it when you're cooking in the kitchen if they're in the kitchen hanging out and they're just smelling that's a good puppy that's a good job four on the floor is what I like right or give them a certain place that they need to be when you're cooking now obviously use common sense if the stove is hot you don't want to let them just up there and learn that the stove is hot. Right.
1: <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe don't they Only let do that- it
0: once. Don't do that. Um, you know, be smart about that. Just make sure that um, you're letting the dog figure out on his own that there is no reward from that area. Hope that made sense to you. And yes. I do appreciate you sending that question in. Um, these are, we've had some good questions. We didn't have one last week because Amanda was... Mm-hmm podcast with me, but that was good. Yeah, it's good. Keep sending those in. Is that the only listener
1: question you have today? Yeah, that's the only one we got today.
0: Wow. All right. Well, I guess that just wraps it up then. Well, we do appreciate you guys. And we do hope that we continue to listen, uh, that we continue to listen Mm -hmm. from you, that we hear from you on our listener questions. Uh, we do love to hear from you. Um, and, uh, Definitely send us those questions and be sure you follow us on Instagram. So you don't miss the contest. Uh, We're going to have a a little package together for the winner. Probably maybe a harness, maybe an enrichment item or two, a little bit of West Pawtree, something, you know, something fun. Mm -hmm. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And as soon as we get his DNA results back, we will launch it and give you a few hours to put in your best guess of what he is And uh, the first one to be the closest will win a little prize package. So we appreciate you guys. We love you, Britt. I hope you feel better. See, you're making dinner, right? I am. Okay, yeah, good. (laughs) All right, good. Are you guys having a phenomenal rest of the week?